we inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to the Core here on American Family Radio Network. One day closer to Christmas here on American Family Radio. By the way, we're going to have some great Christmas music um, the week of Christmas. The, technically the week before because doesn't Sunday start the week, right? Isn't that the the formal calendar operation? That would be correct, sir. I didn't learn that, but about five years ago, I learned that Sunday was technically the first day of the week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in your mind, you think Monday, everybody goes back to work and school. But uh, Sunday does start the week. So the, the the week leading up to Christmas, let's put it that way, we're going to have some Christmas music for you across the entire radio network. So if you tune in on the 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and you hear some uh, Silent Night and some uh, Christmas music, some genuine Christmas music, um, no, we haven't been hacked, and uh, the Russians have not invaded uh, we are just playing Christmas music, so uh, be on the lookout for that. I know a lot of our listeners enjoy that. By the way, um, if you want to know what's going to be formally known as the best-kept secret on American Family Radio, and it's not going to be a secret after I say this, but we've got this music streaming channel on our app and on our website, and if you just need a break from the news, which we all do every once in a while, whether we want to admit it or not. Um, we've got streaming. We stream music 24-7 on our app and on our website. So you can go to the American Family Radio app or website and click on the music tab, click the play button, and then you'll get Christian music 24-7. Every time you go there, you're going to get Christian music. You might get a little ad or a promotional here and there, but the, the vast majority of the time it's just straight music. Um, so that's a little little uh, tidbit that some of our listeners don't know about. Yeah, and right now they're doing some really good Christmas music out there, too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah very good Christmas music. Uh, uh, been going on since Thanksgiving on the streaming um, feature or the streaming, uh, uh, the music streaming part of our app and our website. So, um, and, um, you know, I, I do a lot of that. I do a lot of, when you do a talk show every day or most days, um and you you listen to to talk you know news when you're not doing your talk show um every once in a while we need a little bit of music so uh that's what that's what I do uh, pr- pretty often especially in the morning as before I come to work um so go check out our don't do it now cuz then you'll have to skip out on my show but after my show <laughs> <laughs> you can go check out the uh, music feature on our app and on our website much of AFR used to be music by the way for those who don't know the history much of American Family Radio program used to be music back in the day. Um, then we shifted to talk, majority talk, now full talk, with the exception of our our music streaming and some some occasional stations here or there. Uh, we will have a special guest, two special guests. Um, well, one special, one not so special. Wesley, you know my brother. <laughs> well, he he's just my brother. 
That's and, so special. And he's on every week, so you can't be on every week and still be special. So it kind of is what it is, uh, hard truths of life there. Um, but he'll be in with us in the second segment. But the special guest is Michael Woolworth. He's with uh, Bible League International. If you listen to AFR any length of time, you know Michael's voice. Michael Woolworth, Bible League International. He's the senior director of broadcast media there. And so we'll talk about getting God's word um, to 16,000 Bibleless persecuted believers in Asia, Africa, Latin America, and the Middle East. How Bible League International is getting the word of God into the hands of believers all around the world. You know, it's it's one thing to not be a believer and not have the word of God, but to be a believer and not have the word of God is just a foreign concept for us. It's a very much foreign concept uh, for those of us who have access to the word of God, have had access to the word of God throughout our entire life. Uh, we are in scripture this week. We're in Psalm chapter 51. <clears throat> Psalm chapter 51, very, very noted um, chapter within this book amongst people who, you know, scholars and theologians and writers. David says, have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. David goes on in verse 3 to say, For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. This is the mark of someone under conviction. For David to write, verse 3, For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. This is, uh, you know, different people talk about the mark of a believer, and you can look to Scripture for, you know, what what kind of qualities come from a believer, what kind of fruit believers should have. But this is one of them, <clears throat> humility and being able to confess that, that you've sinned, that you've committed a sin. That's what David did here. This was a sign of David's faithfulness, his humility. Um, David says, for I know my transgressions. I know what I've done to dishonor God, David says. And my sin is ever uh, before me. So if, you, um, if you've ever known your transgressions, you've known you failed, you've known you've sinned, um, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That means you have a Holy Spirit conviction. And uh, that means you're being honest with yourself and honest with God. Moving on to some of the stories I want to make sure we get to today. The, um, um, you know, the, the Democrats um, have spent the last, not, not just the last two years, they've spent really the last four years, uh, ever since Democrats took over the House of Representatives post-2018 election. So technically January of 19 is when that happened. Um, you, you remember the in, the investigations and the impeachments and the impeachments and the impeachments. Um, that's what that's what happened um, in the last two years of the Trump presidency uh, of his term, and then even you know we they 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 boot Trump out, 
and you get Joe Biden in there, and they're still going after Trump and all of his associates. So this is still going on. This is like this thing hasn't ended. And so here we are. And uh, so, so my point is, is that the Democrats have no problem investigating and harassing people. This is what they do. This is what they are known for. It is in their blood. Harass, harass, sue, sue, charge, charge, investigate, investigate, bankrupt, bankrupt. That is their motto. That is how they operate. That is their MO. No problem whatsoever. If you're our political enemy, we're going to make you suffer in all manners possible. Well, Senator Booker, Senator Cory Booker, must have completely just been MIA on the past four years because that's all the Democrats have done is harass Trump. And so listen to this. This is Cory Booker, and he's just a little bit worried that the GOP might have these hearings and investigations and harass Democrats. Let's listen. Well, you know, I I think my biggest concern is we've had a constructive bipartisan Congress. Uh, A lot of the things we've gotten done, we've gotten done together. And so I'm really worried about the House of Representatives, and I'm listening to very closely what they say. But what they're talking about is not their ideas to deal with inflation or to help working families. I'm worried that their focus is much more attacking President Biden, going after his son and doing crazy hearings that are not going to be productive and constructive to what Americans really need right now. So um, <laughs> that's his biggest concern, folks. Wolf Blitzer from CNN uh, asked Cory Booker, he says, so what are your biggest concerns right now for Democrats looking forward, Senator? And uh, you just heard what he said there. My biggest concern is we've had a constructive bipartisan Congress. A lot of the things we've gotten done, all the stuff they've got done, well, half the things they've got done are f- purely partisan. They've gotten a few things done with the with the establishment's help. But he says he's really worried about House Republicans not helping families, not dealing with inflation. He's worried that they're going to go after President Biden, go after his son, and do crazy hearings that are not going to be productive and construction uh, constructive to what Americans really need right now. Well, um, welcome, welcome to politics 2022. And the Democrats—they're always known for creating. For changing the rules, and then when the other side uses the same rules that the Democrats changed up, they get upset. And this happened with the um, with the judges back during um, during Obama's day. So, so the Democrats changed the rules to where you can you can approve a federal judges, including the Supreme Court, by a simple majority. Fifty-one votes is all you need. Instead of sixty, you need fifty-one votes to approve. Federal judges, including the Supreme Court nominees, that was the Democrats. That was uh, Obama. That was Harry Reid. That's his name. It escaped me there for about a minute or a second. But Harry Reid, Nancy Pelosi, Obama—they all changed up the rules to where you just need 51 votes to get a judge put on the bench. And why? Because that's how many seats the Democrats had. It was just enough so they could get Obama's federal judicial nominees put in place. Well, Trump got in, and Republicans used that same rule 
to approve federal judges on the judiciary. Oh, we can't do that. This is terrible. This is a threat to democracy. That's their go-to saying. And and Democrats create the game of, of harassing and bankrupting people via subpoenas and investigations and DOJ and FBI and the whole administrative state. And and, and Republicans say, hey, we're going to look into this this uh, Joe Biden, China, Ukraine, energy companies, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to look into this in the new Congress. We're just going to look into it, they say. And the Democrats come out and say, you can't do that. This is bad. This is not productive. It's not constructive. Well, uh, welcome to the party, uh, Senator Cory Booker. Um, moving on to uh, a few other things I want to make sure I get to here. Um, this one's this one's out of um, American Family News, AFN.net. Um. So we we hear the 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 um, constant constant uh, propaganda and messaging on climate change and um, you know basically you and me need to be walking to work we need to be riding our bikes you know if we fly if we drive a vehicle that burns gasoline or diesel we're 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 hurting the the environment and and the world's going to burn and the sea levels are going to rise that's the apocalyptic language that we get all the time and it's turned it's turned into this religious cause almost well uh it turns out a group put in a FOIA request americans for public trust uh tracking the transportation secretary pete Buttigieg, tracking his flights around the country listen to this um americans for public trust obtained flight tracking data that shows Buttigieg's uh the transportation secretary he skipped flying commercial and used the federal government's fleet of planes on 18 flights. 18 flights. No scandal, no investigation. By the way, uh, President Trump's, uh, one of his secretaries had to resign because of this. But President Trump's secretary took five private flights and had to resign because Congress was investigating him. Pete Buttigieg has taken... 18 18 flights and and we're we're half we're not even halfway through the president's term. So when Republicans do it it's a problem it's a scandal. When Democrats do it or the mayor from South Bend Indiana does it. No problem here. We pay taxes just so you can skip the line at the airport. AFA at the core be back in a few. Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. When their mom passed, the Landau brothers of New Jersey had a garage sale to clear out their mom's house. But they decided to keep a few things, including mom's old creepy painting of a woman passed out in a chair and two men trying to revive her. Fast forward to their estate auction, and the brothers found themselves fielding bids from France and Germany for the painting. Turns out it was a long-lost Rembrandt that ultimately sold for $1.1 million. A trained eye spots value where others don't. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner or visit the podcast page at AFR.net for more from Abraham Hamilton III. 
public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Raising God the Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Picture this. After a few days of scrolling and saving influencer inspiration, your girl comes to you with a vision of the perfect Christmas. But all you see are dollar signs and disappointment. Might the Internet's over-the-top aesthetic make Christmas feel a bit inaccessible? As you plan your holiday home decor, be discerning. Ask yourself, why are we decorating? Are we tossing meaningful family traditions in the name of pretty pictures? Can we be losing sight of the reason for the season? A godly girl knows that decorating can be a fun way to anticipate the coming of Christ with reverence. As she selects her decor, encourage her to seek out ways to incorporate the Emmanuel. Thrifting for a unique nativity is a great way to kick off the season. Want to learn more? Read about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. They were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. the core that's our christmas music for the week angels we have heard on high by jordan smith there excellent music 
Wesley's in studio with us. Wesley, I don't know if you listened to the first segment or not, but I guess I'll find out pretty soon. No, did not. Okay, right, did not. Well, I, I, but I was preparing for this. I was preparing for my segment. So okay, that's I'm prepared. Good. I'm prepared for my part. And look, I got to say, the older I get, the more I learn that when you are convicted of something, the quicker you repent, and the quicker you make the change, the better your life and everybody's lives around you is. So I have a confession to make. Okay, I got the last Wassel cup. You got the last cup of wassail upstairs? Could, yep, yep. I was wanting some after the show. Yeah, I did. And uh, Failure that's to coordinate. Hey, Bob, Bobby, will you cancel Wesley for next week? <laughs> Copy <Yes>. all. <laughs> and for those that are in different parts of the country that don't, surely everybody knows what wassail is. I hope so. If not, they're going to have to get back into Scripture. But, yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> but there, there is another name for it. Do you remember what it is? That there's wassail and then Some there's... Some kind of tea? Uh, cider, like spice, that's it. Spi- spice spice tea. tea. Some people call it spice tea. Yeah, and there may be a slight difference that I'm not aware of. I um, like how we're acting like we're chefs or something. But but listen, I, I have had it, and so people have their little. Uh, you can, like any recipe, you can add a little different here on one side or the other. A little yeah. more apple juice than others. A little more cinnamon than others. Nonetheless, confession time. Now I have drank the last cup at AFA headquarters of spice tea. Okay, for the day. Well, let, maybe, let, the record, maybe. Let, let the record be shown. Let it be shown. Uh, Wesley got the last cup. And, I did. And, and the problem with this, though, Wesley, is not that you got the last cup, but you had multiple cups. I did. And, so you uh, knew that. Oh. I didn't. I w- no, it's a sign of selfishness. That was a forgetful thing. I didn't purposefully leave that out. I just forgot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, I had multiple cups That's of spiced right. tea, and I got the last one. Hey, Walker, I wanted to share a short devotion with our listening audience uh, and, and kind of set up. Uh, a, a a time to reflect on the last 12 months of what AFA has been able to accomplish through God's help and the finances and, and, and the prayers of our, our listeners. So I was thinking about uh, the place in uh, Philippians chapter 3. There is a place in there where God's Word gives an account of a Christian who encourages other Christians to make sure that their priorities are in order. And he does this in chapter 3 of Philippians. He says, uh, he begins, well, first he lists off all his accomplishments. And he's making a point because this particular uh, author is Paul, and he has a long list of accomplishments. So if you've ever heard someone introduced at a as a keynote speaker, and they've got seven, eight, or ten major accomplishments in their life, whether it's education or experience uh, they begin to list those off. Well, Paul had a list like that or even longer, and he lists those accomplishments off. And then he says, but whatever wh- but whatever were gains to me in those accomplishments, I now consider all those a loss for the sake of Christ. Whatever is whatever I consider, whatever is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of just knowing Jesus Christ as my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage I, that I may gain Christ. Now, obviously, he was not um, disappointed that, that of his accomplishments, and he wasn't even uh, regretful that he did. Now, there were, he had a lot of regrets. He made a lot of bad decisions. But, sure. but, but some of those things were, were, were good accolades. They were good awards. Yeah. Nonetheless, the point is that he, he considers just knowing Christ and being saved and, and having that eternal perspective outweighed far anything that he could have accomplished in his life. 
Now let me go. Let me go a little further. So then you drop dropping down at the end of chapter three. It says, uh, "Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, I strain toward what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal and went to win the prize for which Christ, for which God has called me in heavenward, heavenward in Christ Jesus." Now here's what I, here's what I'm getting to. How can we reconcile Paul telling us, the author of Philippians, to forget what lies behind all while all through Scripture there's a constant pointing to remembering certain things, okay? I'm getting to a point here. Yeah. And that is because, uh, let me just give a couple examples and then I'll answer the question. So you got a place in the Old Testament where in the the, um, Ten Commandments, he uh, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. That's an example. And then in the New Testament, Jesus, at the Last Supper, he says, do this, the Lord's Supper, in remembrance of me. Mm. How we reconcile these two? How we do that is because Paul, in his context, tells us to do to forget what lies behind. He's saying in the context of making sure that we don't live in our it, both our successes and our failures as a Christian. Because and, and to the way that, what that looks like two different ways. If you live... And your successes, and that's all we point to. Yeah, you're two, three, four months, five, six years into your Christian walk, and you're still talking about that 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 big that big ministry or that big opportunity, that big yeah. thing you did, and you're living in light of that, and you're wasting the time that God has currently. Exactly. On the other hand, um, that's the context of what He's saying there. So forget that what lies behind. I press on from the heart. However, we do get a good picture and uh, of what God means when he says to remember and that is to reflect on what God has done for us and what God is continuing to do through us for two for, for a lot of reasons but for me what I have learned one so that we can persevere during the difficult times by remembering what God has done for us in the past uh, number two it's a great witness it's a great witnessing tool for other people to share with them how God and what God has done for you in your life. And so, uh, and the victories also, uh, remembering them is a form of worship. Yeah. And you're worshiping God by, 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 even if it's just you in your car alone during your special time, or if you have an opportunity to share in a big group, yeah. you're worshiping. So with that said, if you got a couple words, I'll, yeah. um, did you want to hop in there? Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, for me, remembering, uh, anytime, and, and this is for me, and I would encourage this for other believers too, but anytime you begin to uh, question God or even question yourself, doubt God, his plans, um, his power, it's important to look from and look back and remember where he brought you from mm. and where God brought you from. Um, because oftentimes we just get tied up and caught up in the moment and we fail to look back, not to dwell on the past, but to take a look back and remember what God has done in the past and how he's proven himself faithful in the past. So that's my encouragement for our audience. 100%. And and now with that devotion, I appreciate you letting me share that too. There's something God put in my heart for this particular segment. And with that said, I wanted to take a couple minutes that we have left, Walker, and, and we can kind of go back and forth here. But I wanted to look at some of the things that AFA has done over the last 12 months and remember those things because these things are not done 
without God's help, without mm-hmm. prayer, uh, constant prayer from our leadership, from our staff, weekly, daily, depending on what meeting we're in, constant prayer, uh, constant seeking God's will for AFA, uh, His Holy Spirit uh, filling the hallways here and filling the rooms of AFA, but also the listeners. The listeners are a huge part there. That you, those that are listening right now, you are part of the AFA family, and, and I've met. I've I've lost count, but between ten and eleven thousand individual donors I've met over my nine years here full time, mm-hmm. and during that time I've never met an AFR listener that I did not already feel automatically like like we could go to Christmas dinner. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's I a connection felt, there. There's a connection there <clears throat> through, um, through the through the Holy Spirit through the body of Christ. Yes, absolutely. So. Um, with that said, I want to make sure you understand some of the things that you have helped us do. And with that said, you know, we had a um, a major, major uh, victory. Now, we, we played a part in this, but mm-hmm. other Christians did. But there was a major victory in Roe versus Wade that we helped AFA. Uh, we had a staff member, a paid staff member, who was one of about five or six people who helped write up Dobbs. Uh, the Dobbs. Yes, the the law in Mississippi that ended up making its way to the Supreme Court, which over helped overturn yes. Roe versus Wade. So. Absolutely, that's it. That was on our on our home turf here in Mississippi. That's exactly right. We have also um, our we also had a staff member, and then a tons of staff members helped with the project of the book called "Dangerous Affirmations: The Threat to Quote Gay Christianity" in quotes in America. And Michael M. D. Perkins wrote the book. Mm-hmm. Several people on staff edited it. Graphic design helped with that part, and we released a book that is a, gr- a great, great, great resource for uh, the church, for individuals, for pastors, for yeah. Christians in the time that we live in on how we can respond both uh, biblically um, as well as compassion and being making sure that we're theologically accurate yeah. uh, on the and that, topic. And that resource is uh, available now at our resource center, resources.afa.net. Excellent in-depth book at uh, how to approach this uh, issue of human sexuality and the and the supposed great gay Christianity, those are in air quotes, uh, that's going around and what God's Word has to say about it. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, and just another c- couple things along here. We've uh, helped out with a project called Preborn, where we raised around 83000 which was just enough to provide 4,600 ultrasounds for mothers who are at risk, or at-risk mothers who are considering aborting their, or killing their baby, aborting their baby. We were able to help uh, provide 4,600 uh, free ultrasounds. They were free yeah. because of our supporters who got involved in and these are these are special projects, Wesley, that are that go that are above and beyond, or in addition to Absolutely what correct. we do every month. That's right. I mean, we do twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, every day out of the year. We do live, mostly live, some pre recorded, but live broadcasting on American Family Radio, twenty four seven, and that's that takes a, a whole team of thirty five to forty people uh, that are contributing. Then you add in our news department; they do news uh, every once an hour. Uh, at the at the top of the hour, so we got American Family Radio. That's every day, in, every day, day in and day out. Then we've got our uh, print publication, The Stand Magazine, mm-hmm. been around for a long time. Used to be called AFA Journal. My grandfather started that. Our grandfather started that. It used to be called AFA Journal or the, or the AFA Newsletter. Uh, now it's called The Stand Magazine, 
Um, that's every month, Wesley. Yeah. Eleven months out of the year, uh, what we do a joint uh, edition in January, February. But eleven months out of the year, uh, we print you know a twenty to thirty page magazine into the homes of a hundred thousand plus people. Um, that's every month. And then we've got the stand blog site online. I mean, we got so much we're doing every day, uh, obligations, projects every day. But then the books and the and the videos are things we do above and beyond. Right, and and so what I was just, uh, continue on here is giving us some hard numerical numbers uh, because when you're talking about impact, uh, it, it, while uh, it is good to evaluate numerically where we're going, what we're doing, and what we're accomplishing, Walker, we set an all we set an all time record, a five year record. We've been doing the marriage family life for five years now, and we set a new record every year. We set a new record, and mm-hmm. we have. Set a record this year with 1,500 participants in 2022. The AFA Marriage Family Life Conference hosted right here in Tupelo, Mississippi. See right there, you don't even know where Tupelo is, some of y'all. <laughs> exactly. And we were able to we were able to gather 1,500 believers from together all, from multiple states around oh, the country. Yeah, probably 15, 20 different states, maybe more. Yeah. Uh, so it was um, knowing that that you were a part of that is huge. And again. Speaking about that, I'm, we're going to be in a meeting next week about Marriage Family Life Conference. I want to let you know that we're, uh, we're, and we're not settling for what we've done. We know we've done great, but we know God's got even more in store for Marriage Family Life Conference. Yeah. We'll be meeting about that next week. Yeah, and we're going to actually, uh, for those who have been to MFL before or want to come, we're going to open up registration substantially earlier yeah. than previous years. Sure. I mean, we're getting out in front of things. And uh, and we want to give people plenty of time, months upon months, to get this on their calendar. Go ahead and take off vacation time from work, whatever you need to do, whatever kind of planning you need to do. Um, set aside, setting aside a little bit of money each month to travel down to Tupelo. Whatever you got to do, uh, just soon after the uh, the new year, we're going to launch registration. We got an early bird coming out. So stay on the lookout for that. We'll mention it here on the core. And we are not just about doing things, uh, bigger projects like this. We also take time to look at small things. And so AFA invested in 35 young boys this summer here at our headquarters called Men of Honors, where we focus on discipling young boys here in Tupelo, Mississippi. We had a small project held on campus where we discipled young boys. So Men of Honors is a program that AFA does each summer. And looking forward, we got the um, Don Wildman documentary coming up. So yes. I'm excited about that. And I just want to take the time to remind our audience of how how much we appreciate them and how much they've been able to help us do. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, folks, uh, appreciate it, Wes. Yes, sir. Hey, if you're watching on AFA Streaming, you can see this now. By the way, go over to streaming.afa.net and watch the core live. Uh, we're going to queue up this uh, PDF of our accomplishments for 2022 on our podcast page at AFR.net. I'm going to get the PDF link over to Bobby. And if you want to check out the work we've done in 2022, you can check it out there. Be back in a few. By now, you know that Sandy Rios has stepped away from the morning show. But don't despair. Sandy is shifting her talents to podcasting. She'll still be a part of AFR. And now she won't need to wake up hours before the sun to keep us informed and encouraged every day. On the podcast, Sandy Rios 24-7, you can enjoy the knowledge, insight, and interviews you've always loved on Sandy's Morning Show. Sandy Rios 24-7, beginning the week of January 9th on AFR.net. Too busy to catch your favorite shows on the radio? Have no fear, because the AFR app is here. Download the app to have access to live broadcast, music streaming, as well as each podcast. 
Whether you're at work, at home, or on the go, it's easy to listen to AFR. The AFR app is available not only for Apple and Android users, but also on Amazon Alexa and Roku. Download the AFR app today at AFR.net. John Bunyan's epic masterpiece, streaming now. We have to get out, Christiana. It says so in this, and I believe it in here. You're asking me and the children to follow you beyond the borders. It's this way. The Pilgrim's Progress. Keep that light in your eye and go straight towards it. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep on the straight path. This Christmas, experience the most important journey your family may ever take. I will not fail him, you deceiver, you liar. You will go no Streaming now free only for a limited time. Visit afa.net forward slash pilgrims. That's afa.net forward slash pilgrims. Mom, Dad, if your child is approaching the teen years, brace yourself. Because the reality is, the stress of dealing with a troubled teen can tear a family apart. Hi, I'm Mark Gregston with Parenting Today's Teens. When teens begin to struggle, their problems put pressure on everyone in the family, especially mom and dad. So consider these practical steps to protect your marriage in the years to come. First, see conflict with your kids as something you must tackle as a teen. Second, be intentional about sharing your feelings with each other. And finally, build in some time to have fun. Get away and laugh a little. Getting through the hard times won't be easy, but when you stick together, even the greatest struggle can have the power to strengthen your marriage. Looking for more parenting wisdom? Go online to parentingtodaysteens.org or search for Parenting Today's Teens in your favorite app store. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core here on American Family Radio Network. Glad you've joined us for the program. We've got some folks over. I'm checking out the statistics. we got some folks over at AFA Streaming watching the program live now, so appreciate all those uh, that are over there watching the Core on our streaming platform. We launched the streaming platform about 12 months ago. I think it was November of 2021. So we're a little over 12 months out for our streaming platform. And what we wanted to do there, once again, another project, um, we, uh, we wanted to have our own video platform where we can upload content or do live content without the fear of having to be, uh, you know, censored or deplatformed or having a video taken down uh, on some of these third-party platforms, your YouTubes, your Facebooks of the world. So we built our own video platform, literally from the ground up. Built our own video platform, streaming.afa.net. That's the URL there. You can watch some of our, our daily shows live. We've got a lot of great uploaded content as well. Uh, so appreciate all those who have an account there and who are using it uh, on a frequent basis. It's uh, uh, you, you can have a free account or you can donate monthly uh, and be a great commission commission partner and have access to more content. So that's up to you, but we do have a free version uh, for those who want to take advantage of that. 
I do want to introduce our next guest. Uh, we have on with us Michael Woolworth. He's with uh, Bible League International, Senior Director of Broadcast Media. Michael, welcome uh, to the program. Glad you're on with us. Walker, thanks for your uh, faithful witness. Let me say, uh, AFR listeners, you have been incredibly kind to Bible League and those whom uh, God has called us to serve. This is our 84th year of ministry, and frankly, uh, we could not do what we do without uh, listening families like AFR. So, Walker, thank you again for your faithful witness, your concern for what we do as a ministry, and a few minutes to uh, talk about persecution around the world with this listening family. Yeah, Michael, I was telling our folks at the beginning of the program before we had you on um, that that um, we take for granted, many believers take for granted the, 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 the God's Word and having quick, uh, affordable, uh, you know, abundance of God's Word and, and multiple ways to access it. And you've got all kind of study Bibles and commentary and, I mean, everything that, that we have today in 2022 as believers living in America and in, in many countries in the West— but, uh, Michael, that's not necessarily the case around the world. Uh, tell us what it's like in some countries to, for those believers who may not even have access to God's Word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so before we wrap up, I want to give your listeners an opportunity to, to, to do something about the problem that we're facing right now. Let me give you a couple of quick statistics uh, about Christian persecution, because that's our focus right now, uh, Walker. Every five minutes outside of the U.S., a Christian is martyred. So let me give you some perspective. By the end of the average hour-long worship service in America on a given Sunday, that statistic, which is maintained by Pew Research, will tell us that a dozen Christians will die elsewhere in the world. While, while you and I worship within the confines of safety, for the most part, mm. um, it's not true for Christians around the world. In many parts of Asia, Africa, the Middle East, and Latin America, I can tell you that Bible League knows believers who have come to faith, having left all the isms of the world, um, and they're singled out, they're targeted, they're monitored, they're told that they amount to nothing, they're, they're told that they're not wanted, they're rejected by communities and their own families. And again, all of this because they believe Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And again, uh, you can get mad about that. Uh, there's about 300 people that live with 300 million that live within uh, the realm of Christian persecution on a regular basis. And again, you can get mad about that, but we're doing something about it through a campaign uh, that we're calling Stand With Them Bibles for the Persecuted Church. And uh, for 84 years, Walker Bible League has been connected to the evangelical church around the world. There's not a place where we minister, where we engage people in the Word of God. We provide training for leaders and for uh, evangelists and just uh, lay people, Christians in general. Uh, we do that connected to the local evangelical church, and we bring people through a Bible study, 8 to 12 weeks. People invite others to come learn about Jesus. This is where the under-resourced church is situated around the world. Um, they don't have access to the Bible. They don't have, you know, I mean, here in America, you can go to a big box retailer, a Christian bookstore, uh, 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 Amazon will drop a box of Bibles on your, uh, your front doorstep yeah. by 5 o'clock tonight, right? Those are not options for the persecuted church around the world. So enter Bible League, the ministry uh, that was founded back in 1938. And I can tell you, over the years that we've partnered together, Walker, your listeners have sent literally tens of thousands of Bibleist believers their very own copy of the Word. And I can tell you, as I travel on behalf of Bible League, and I meet with these, I'll call them heroes of the faith, right? They never say, get on, get on AFR, and, and plead with Walker and those listeners to, to, to ask God to bring an abrupt end to our suffering, because they know that he's working through it. What they pray for is what? To be able to endure and persevere. And Walker, before I toss it back to you, let me tell you, I have met with many men and women 
very admirable in their Christian walk is they face tremendous persecution. They know people that have died. They know people that have been beaten. They know people that have been jailed. Two things that characterize these people, that is, they love their enemies. They don't hate those that persecute them. They want to see them drawn to Jesus. They see value in their suffering. And then secondly, they count it all joy to suffer for the Lord Jesus. Those are two things that I want in my own Christian walk, but they're definitely characteristics that define the persecuted church. And that's why we want to send them exactly what they're praying for, and that is the Word of God. Yeah, that's right. And and we've got to do our part, and we've got to do the, the basics. I mean, Michael, what we're talking about is not, not, not compl- complicated. It really, in the grand scheme of life, doesn't take a lot of effort. Uh, to support uh, a Bible league, and uh, of course, we need to continue to pray for the strength of the persecuted around the world, and uh, we need to, to to understand and at least do our best to to sympathize in some way with these believers, because many of us in the West and in America um, don't know uh, deep persecution. We may know mockery, you know, are are being belittled, are talked down to, maybe on occasion. But, but these believers around the world, and just like some of the, the believers in Scripture, go through some very serious uh, persecution. Many of them are killed and martyred for their faith. Uh, so we've just got to remember that um, around the world and remember them. Hey, Michael, uh, last word. How can folks donate to Bible League with this campaign? Well, let me tell you about Nora real quick. Uh, who is she? Her house was burned down one day by radicals in Syria. Um, her husband had been killed by ISIS. This is a woman that came to saving faith. She left Islam, and that day when that house was burned down, she lost her, uh, nearly lost her life. Uh, she has four daughters, the youngest of which maimed for life. Uh, but rather than grow bitter uh, through all of that, uh, Walker, this woman has grown bold, and she has shared her faith. She's one of these people in a previous uh, campaign between Bible League and American uh, Family Radio, received a Bible. She was trained to share her faith, and she very boldly has shared her uh, her life and her Christian faith with others. About a 100 Arabic-speaking women have come to Saving Faith. They're in the Middle East, but they have no access to the Bible. And so that's where your listeners come in. At $5 a Bible, your listeners can send God's Word. There's a need right now for about 100 Bibles for women, many of whom are, are widowed themselves. They want to raise their children to know and love Jesus as they're new to the faith. So again, a $5 gift. So what that means is $50, that's, that's 10 Bibles. That's a $500 gift, that's 100 Bibles for uh, persecuted believers who have no access to the Word of God. Two ways to get involved, if I may. I'll give you the number. It's 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-Y-E-S-W-O-R-D, 800-YES-WORD. Or you can give safely and securely. It's a special site we've set up for AFR listeners. It's sendbiblesnow.org. That's sendbiblesnow.org. If I have kind of piqued your interest today, we have an article that uh, Robert Youngblood did so well in uh, The Stand, the December issue of The Stand. Check that out. There's information the information I just gave you on the, the, the website and the phone number. But do something about it. You know, Paul writes, if well, one part of the body suffers, we suffer together. And Walker, again, your listeners, they have been incredibly kind to Bible League and those who we've been called to serve. And this is an opportunity to come alongside the persecuted church half a world away and, again, send them exactly what they're praying for. That's not an end to their suffering. It's for the Word of God so that they can endure and persevere. And so thanks for a few moments to put this before your listeners. Again, Again, $5 sends a Bible. Pray about it, and then make that call. It's 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, or give it send Bibles now. 
org. We have a goal to bless 16,000 Bibleist persecuted believers that we know by name at Bible League. We'd love to do that by December 31st. Amen, Michael. Hey, appreciate you coming on. We're going to link to your site, sendbiblesnow.org, also 800-YES-WORD. We're going to link to all that on our podcast page, along with the uh, feature that you talked about out of the stand. Appreciate you coming on, Michael. And God bless you, Walker. All right. Thanks so much, Michael. That's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International. SendBiblesNow.org is that URL. We'll link to that over at the podcast page. Hey, we want to take your calls. Last few minutes we got on the show, we got a time for a couple of calls. If you want to call in and comment on some of the things we've discussed today, uh, first segment, third, uh, second segment, or third, whatever we've discussed, some of the news stories or what Wesley and I talked about or even what Michael and I are talking about with Bible League, um, 888-589-8840, that's the number, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. We'll be glad to take your calls uh, in the last five to seven minutes of the program today. So go ahead and call in, 888-589-8840. We'll be glad to take your calls on any of the topics that we've discussed in the show today. Well, continuing on on a few other items, um, I've got this... Um, um, this clip. So I, I've mentioned this before about how these climate activists and the, the globalists want to ditch and get rid of personal vehicles. Um, I've mentioned that multiple times. That's not a conspiracy. That's not a conspiracy theory. It's not out in left field or out in right field. This is a genuine movement amongst uh, many of the climate activists to get rid of personal vehicles. Um, and, um, and they've said as such, they want to move to mass transportation. They don't want you to be able to drive your own vehicle. They want you to have to jump on a bus or a train to get anywhere and everywhere you go. Uh, so this is, this is a, a, a CEO. His name's Leo Kelly. This is clip two, but his name's uh, Leo Kelly. He was on with Maria Bartiromo on Fox business, but he's talking about the, the genuine move to, to get rid of private car ownership. Let's listen to this. Well, Obviously, when we think about the history of motor vehicles, cars, and other transportation, it has lifted millions, hundreds of millions of people out of poverty and has changed the dynamic of how we all live and the quality of our lives. So yes, while we all want a clean economy and we want a, uh, you know, a climate that is sustainable, the reality is that a collapsing economy it isn't the answer. So there has to be a balance. And unfortunately, in today's bifurcated world, we get a little bit too much extremism. So hopefully we can bring some sense back into it. Good point. That's a CEO, um, uh, e- economist type. And he, Leo Kelly is saying, you know, if we want to ditch personal vehicles, we can crush the economy. I mean, think about the ramifications of this. And this doesn't just, folks, this, this doesn't just have to deal with the luxuries of modern life in the West, all right? This is deeper than that. People want to make this about, well, you know, it's just it's just a luxury, and if you don't have a car, you'll be fine. And, and that is true, but that's not the point here, folks. If you say that, you're completely missing the point, and you've got your head in the sand as to the real agenda at play here. And this is why I don't like folks... I don't like it when people downplay incompetence. You know, when you when you when when uh, when the IRS takes you know seven hours to answer your phone call, you know, or 
law enforcement takes an hour to respond to a call or the or the hospital you have to wait for seven hours in the emergency room i mean folks this is this should not be accepted these lower standards should not be accepted and they are indicative of a bigger problem at play here and for this ditching personal vehicles and going to mass transit has severe personal economic uh, uh, implications and also implications of liberty and freedom and freedom of association. Because when government owns and runs mass transit, you know what they can do? They can say, well, sir, you're not riding the bus today because you went to church yesterday. You're not riding the bus today because you tweeted out something that the government doesn't like. And so you've used up all of your credits for the week, so you're not going to be able to ride the bus. This is what they do in China. That is the major threat to moving uh, to mass transit and away from personal vehicles. Folks, it's not about the climate. I've told you this a hundred times. This is about control, 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 and it's got major liberty implications. Hey, uh, Dennis, uh, Dennis from Texas, we will take a call. I told you I would. Hey, Dennis, you got about 30 seconds. What's on your mind, man? Real quickly, uh, I was going to give $52 at church this weekend. And I've decided in lieu of that to send $50 to Bible League International. I just wanted your thoughts on it. Well, Dennis, I can't tell you not to give to your local church because that would be against Scripture. I also can't tell you not to give to Bible League International because that they're doing great work for the body of Christ. So do what you feel led to do, Dennis. Um, maybe split right. it in half. Yeah, give a little bit to your yeah. church, a little bit to Bible League. Uh, but don't forsake uh, the local body. Don't f- forsake the local assembly. And uh, I appreciate you putting me on the spot and trying to get me to trip over myself. I appreciate it, Dennis. Thanks for the call. Oh, tricksters, tricksters, tricksters. They're around every corner. Uh, Appreciate the call, Dennis. How about this, Dennis? Go above and beyond. Give 52 bucks to your church and give 50 to uh, Bible League International. Appreciate the call, Dennis. Sendbiblesnow.org. That's the URL, sendbiblesnow.org. Excellent work over there. Uh, at Bible League International. Appreciate you joining the Corps. Hope you've been challenged. Hope you've been encouraged. Hope you've been enlightened on the news of the day and how to approach it from a biblical perspective. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.